Man, I was just reminded during the, the, that hymn that he led us in, that line, um, we thank you, Father, for sending us your Son and giving us your Spirit until the work on earth is done. Uh, and that just, that just touched me this morning, and I think in large part is because um, I've been thinking a lot about the ministry of the Holy Spirit and been thinking a lot about the kingdom of God and, and the connection of those two. And, you know, I, I'm reminded about how just the, the Father, you know, it's this great, one of the great mysteries of, of Christianity is just how God is in, in and of himself a triune God. You know, he, he is God and he is one, as the scripture says, but yet he has three very vibrant persons within the Godhead. I, you know, language is really hard when you start talking about, you know, the Trinity, but, 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 but the Father in, in, in his love towards us, John 3.16 says, for, the, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And so the Father sent the Son in order that we might be reconnected to him as our Father, right? And then the Son said, hey, I'm about to leave when Jesus walked this earth. He goes, I'm about to leave, but there's one coming after me that's even greater than me. And I, a part of why I have to leave you is so that I can go up and do what my father did to me and send him down to you. Now, I, you know, it's, it's, again, it kind of starts blowing your, our, our minds a little bit. But, but then Jesus saw there, there's something now, my role in, in part, my role in part. Now, listen, don't. Don't take this wrong, wrong way, but Jesus is saying, my role in part is finished, and, and, and now, or at least in part, and now I have to send the Holy Spirit. So there's this, this love and this sending and this going and then sending again, and, and so now we have God as the Holy Spirit residing with us until the work on earth is done. And I, um, I enjoyed listening to, um, oh, it, uh, the gentleman that spoke last week, Garrett, was that? No. Who spoke last week? Um, Greg. Greg. Greg's sermon. I listened to that online, and he was talking a lot about our, our identity in the kingdom. And, and the thing, uh, the, and the Holy Spirit is always reminding us of our identity, but the other part that he does is he reminds us and gives us a destiny until the work on earth is done. And so in part, one of, one, some of the things that we're going to do this morning is really in connection and in partnership with God as Holy Spirit, okay? And um, it's not diminishing God as Father or God as Jesus, but in some ways it's, it's highlighting this gift that he's given us in God as Spirit until the work on earth is done. Because this was his plan, you know, not ours. And so I just want to honor the Holy Spirit um, as, we, as we start this morning. Can I do that? It's already been done. I just want to continue on in that. So, Father, we thank you for your goodness that we sang about this morning. And God, you are so good, and you are so faithful. And we, and, and we, could, we can continue to say that for the rest of our eternity, and we will. And not only say it, but we'll live that way. It's our desire to live that way. And Jesus, we honor you as the Son, and we honor you rightfully as we just did that act of communion to remember that you were a gift to us because of the Father's love and everything that you did brought us back into relationship with our Heavenly Father and with you out of love. 
And then, Holy Spirit, we honor and we love you. We bless you. Because Jesus saw it right and fit for us in love to send us the Holy Spirit. To send us you. To minister to us and to minister through us until the work on earth is done. So, Holy Spirit, we honor you. We worship you. Not as the strange one or the one we don't fully understand, though that might be the case. As, as, but we want to grow in our understanding because you are God. And we honor you. We honor the uniqueness that you are in the Godhead. And we honor you as the almighty God. As, a, as the person of the Godhead that you are. The role that you play in our lives. And we welcome all that you are in our lives, in the church, in our homes, in our cities, and in our nations until the work is done and Jesus returns. So I just ask that you would help us grow in fellowship with you, Holy Spirit, and that you would have your way this morning. It's for the name and the glory of Jesus that we ask these things. Amen. Amen. Um, okay, if you got your Bibles, would you turn with me to Revelation chapter 19? Um, yeah, Revelation chapter 19. And I'm going to turn there myself. How's everybody doing this morning? Good? Good? You can nod your head, man. And if you're not okay, that's okay. It's all right. It's okay to be honest. To be honest, I had... An incredible weekend, and then I was so tired last night. I just had the, one of the most funkiest nights in a long time, and my wife could give testimony to that. It was just weird. <laughs> it was like, you're, are you ever so tired that, like, when you go to bed, you're not sure, like, what if you're awake or not? And then it's like, I was getting grumpy and mad and just all kinds of weirdness. I, it was just weird. So, but, but in all of that and through all of that, God is still good, and he has a way of turning things around, and he even has a way of guiding us, what I believe, even into this morning. Um, at least that's my hope and my prayer. Um, so in that, as I was preparing for this week, um, there was one little line that the Lord gave me. And sometimes, and I don't know, this may sound odd to some of you, but, but um, my preparation maybe isn't like some when they prepare for sermons and, and these kinds of things, and and though it is like others, as I've heard them give testimony to how they prepare, but, but I, I try as much as I can to listen to the Holy Spirit, say, what is it that you are highlighting? What is it that you want me to say? Because I do believe dearly in, in the fact that um, I, I want the Holy Spirit to interrupt my life in this thing that just turns all the time and goes all the time. And I want him to have full reign and lordship over all of that. Does that make sense? Because I believe in, and we've talked about it before and here before, that the, the word of God, the rhema word of God, the now word of God is very, very important, right? And so is the word of God, the written word of God. I'm not diminishing that when I say that. If anything, I'm elevating it more because it's the written word of God that tells us that the rhema word of God is important for us today, that, that live in today. And um, that's a part of what I hope to highlight a little bit this morning and, and to participate in. And, and so... As I was preparing, I just, I was like, Holy Spirit, what, what is it that you want to say this week? You know, we, January, we talked a lot about fasting and, and, you know, Gary tagged into some of that and then some of the kingdom identity and Gary talked about joy one week and, and we continue to build this partnership with LCF and it's a beautiful thing. And, and, and so I'm like, God, what are you, what are you saying? And I just felt like he said this, 
and I could be wrong, but I felt like he said, I, I want my bride to be made ready. And, um, and so I was churning on that. And I'll be 100% honest with you guys this morning. I, I, I didn't really know what I was going to share this morning. <laughs> uh, that's all I had was, was I, I want my bride to be prepared. And so then I had this funky night, right? And it was like crazy. And so then I woke up this morning and Tana was like, I'm just going to pray for you because was, it was funky. And so she prayed for me. And when she does that, it usually helps clear the water. So husbands, take note. If you're in a funk, Actually, wives, take note. When your husband's in a funk, just, just get on your knees and just start praying over them. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And husbands, you do the same thing for your wives. Um, and so, um, and it was just about rest, and it was just walking in identity, all those kinds of things. And so I, I, I sat down, was looking out the window, got in my word, got in the Bible, and, and I just started reading. And another word came to my mind, and it was um, testimony. Uh, we've been leading a, um, a home group or a life group here for the last couple of weeks, and there's been a verse that we are going to address here in a second, but it talks about giving testimony and the testimony of the kingdom of God and how Paul, the apostle Paul, was noted for giving testimony about the kingdom of God and the importance of that. So we've opened up the last two life groups that we've had by giving testimonies about what the king is doing in and around us. Because there's something powerful in that. So that was kind of it going on in my spirit and my head as well. And so I was like, a phrase went through my head and it was this. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So I looked it up again real quick. I'm familiar with that verse. I look up Revelation 19 and this is um, what I read. And this is where we're going to start this morning. Verse 7. So let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, write, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are true words of God. Then I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, do not do that. This was an angel speaking, right? So he said, do not do that. I am a fellow servant of yours and your brethren who hold the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. And then this line, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So for me, this was the launch pad for this morning. And, and again, my prayer is that the Holy Spirit will take this and then lead us into everything that he wants to do this morning. Because I believe that these two things are connected in this passage. This is at the end of the day. Thanks, bro. This is at the end of the day, uh, at the end of time, when all things are coming to fruition. Chapter 18 and before that is talking about the big battles that's going on. Satan and Babylon and all this stuff is going to be put to an end. The world, the flesh, the enemy, it's going to come to a halt. Jesus is going to win. And in the end, it's like now it's time for the thing that we've been longing for. And it's the Father speaking to us here. And he goes, one of the biggest things on my heart is to give my bride, whom I sent my son for, to be fully made ready so that my bride can then be given even as a gift to the son that I'm so well and loved and I'm pleased with. This is the father's good pleasure is to make us into something so beautiful, so pure, so ready as a gift to his son for what his son did to us. Isn't that a beautiful picture? It's this whole like interconnected like cosmic saga that we're involved with. But you and I are actually become a gift. 
Jesus was our gift, and then we become a living testimony, a gift unto Jesus for the very things that he's coming to take rule and reign over in our entire lives. But one of the ways that we get there is this little, little thing that I think that is really important to us. And it's found there in verse 11 when the angel says, you know, hey, don't worship me. He goes, worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So I just want to dig in that for, for, for one second. Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Okay, we're going to jump around with scripture here a little bit. So, so, so jump around with me. 1 Corinthians 12, 14. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, depending upon your background, some of you, prophecy might be a weird word for you. For others, it might be, oh, that's what happened in the Old Testament. For others of you, you might be very comfortable with that word. But we're just going to see what the word says about that word prophecy real quick. Because if the testimony of Jesus is the spirit or the essence of what prophecy actually is, then let's, let's, let's see what happens when we give testimony to Jesus. What does that mean? What is the spirit of prophecy? So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 and following. Now, there are a variety of gifts, but the same spirit. Okay, And there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. There are a variety of effects, but the same God, who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So what we find out real quick here is that one of the reasons Jesus was in such a hurry to get off after he completed what he needed to complete was because he wanted to give gifts, more gifts. He's a loving God. He likes to give good gifts over and over and over again. See, the Father gave the Son as a gift. Then Jesus gives the Spirit as the gift. And now the Spirit gives us gifts but why? We're going to get to that in one second. So the Spirit is given for you and me, not just pastors, not just teachers, not just missionaries. The Spirit is given for us as the body of Christ to use, to give, watch this, testimony to Jesus. Okay? So let's keep reading. For one is to give a word of wisdom through the Spirit. And to another, the word of knowledge according to the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. And to another, gifts of healing by one spirit. And to another, prophecy. And to another, distinguishing of spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually just as he wills. Now, jump over real quick to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. Okay? So this is a list of several of the gifts that the Spirit gives. Now, there's a couple other passages in the New Testament, we're not going to go to them now, that articulate other gifts that he gives as well. And honestly, I just think this is the beginning stages of understanding some of the gifts. But what that first part that we read is there's a variety of gifts but one Spirit. So the essence is this. He gives according to what he sees best and in different measures and in different manifestations. But the, what I want you to grasp is this. We all have gifts from the Spirit. Okay, we do. Now, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1. Uh, what just happens is, after Paul talks about all those gifts, and then in verse 13, he talks about love. And he, he talks about, hey, like, gifts are amazing, because uh, he goes on and talks about gifts. But again, the, one of the greatest gifts that you have and will ever um, possess, that will go on past eternity, that will even go on beyond the gifts of the Spirit that I'm giving, is love. Okay? That's what 1 Corinthians 13 is all about. He's like, don't forget this. In the midst of all of these cool spiritual gifts, love is even greater than all of those. Right? Love expressed in the gifts is powerful, so he says. 
1 Corinthians 14, verse 1. Pursue love, Paul says, yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts. Right? So there's that transition. But especially, here's this, that you may prophesy. So the spirit or the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Let's see what it says here. For the one who speaks in a tongue does, um, does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands. But in his spirit he speaks mysteries. Now, this is the key one here. But one who prophesies speaks to men for edification, exhortation, and consolation. But the one who prophesies <clears throat> speaks to men for edification, exhortation, and consolation. To edify to exhort, to console. And he goes on then to say, that's why I want you to pursue that gift. Now, hold this thought, because again, in this context, Paul is saying people will have certain measures of this gift of prophecy, right? And he goes, out of all of the gifts that I've talked about, I think this one is one of the most important, Paul is saying, because this has the power to do this to the body of Christ, to exhort to build up, to edify, to console, right? He goes, it's really, really an important, powerful gift because how many of us come on at most Sunday mornings or are part of a life group or get together with our, our girlfriends or our boyfriends or whatever, um, guy friends, whatever, and, and, but we get together because we need that edification. We need encouragement to live out this life, right? And we're kind of waiting and hanging on, man, I hope when I show up today, the Spirit of God's going to come, and I'm going to hear something, or I'm going to experience something, or I'm going to worship Him, and then I'm going to get clarity, I'm going to get revelation, and I'm empowered then to move on the rest of the day, right? We long for that as human beings. And rightfully so, I think because the Lord knew we would need that, He's showing us this is the importance of this, right? So it is a specific gift. However, the foundation of the spirit of prophecy, I, I believe we all operate in, and that is the testimony of Jesus. For this testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So what I mean is this. Here's the connection I'm trying to make. Whenever we give testimony about Jesus and who he really is and what he really does to someone in this room or someone outside of this room, what are we doing? 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. We are edifying, we are exhorting, and we are consoling. So it doesn't matter if you think you or you know that you operate in the gift, the specific gift of prophecy. Whenever you go, hey, can I tell you what Jesus has done in my life? That's the spirit of prophecy. Whenever you say, you know what, I've had bad days just like you're articulating to me, but can I tell you something that's changed the way in which I can respond to that? His name is Jesus. Let me tell you about it. That's the spirit of prophecy. So here's what I want to do this morning for the remainder of our time. The Lord said, I want my bride to be ready. And one of the ways that we get the bride ready is by what? Exhorting, consoling, edifying, giving testimony to Jesus. Because when we give testimony to Jesus... And check this out. When we give testimony to Jesus, the Holy Spirit is now speaking through us because the Spirit was sent to us, John 16, 13, to reveal all truth, Jesus said. He's the Spirit of truth. He's going to reveal all truth. So as soon as we start talking about Jesus, the Holy Spirit begins pinging around. It's like, it's like um, I, I don't have a good example. 
It's like the light switch goes on. As soon as we start talking about Jesus and giving testimony to what Jesus has done or is doing in our lives, Holy Spirit's like, I'm there. That's, that's my light switch. I'm on. It's game on now. It's game on. The whistle's been blown. The game started. I'm working. Because you know what begins to happen at that point? He begins to influence in a supernatural way not only the words that are coming out of their mouth, but then the ears that are hearing. Because all of a sudden then they have an opportunity to begin to hear of the great and goodness and the nature of who Jesus is in their life. And he begins to crack hard hearts. He begins to set people free. Because that's what the Spirit does. In Jeremiah 31, 33, this was prophesied a long time ago, even in the Old Testament. And and it says this. Oh, I don't have it right there. Ah, that's right. But it's basically this. Jeremiah 31, he goes, God says, I'm going to make a new covenant. Not the one that you broke. Not the one that you couldn't keep with the laws and all that kind of stuff. He goes, I'm going to make a new covenant with you. And he goes, I'm going to, essentially, he says, I'm going to give you my spirit. And no longer will you have to like try to figure out and live all the laws out here. I'm going to put my spirit in in you and I'm going to write the law on your heart. Now listen to this. No man will need to say to or to teach to anyone anymore, do you know him? Because they will all know him. What's he talking about? He's talking about the spirit of prophecy. He's talking about when the Holy Spirit begins to move and we begin to, we begin to give testimony to the goodness and the lordship of Jesus Christ in our life. He begins to go, he begins to burn in people's hearts. He begins to reconstruct thoughts in our mind. And he begins to, they begin to go, whoa, 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 whoa. I see the light turning on. This Jesus guy must be for real. I want some of that. Because it's he that draws all men unto himself. Right? And the Holy Spirit is always giving testimony to the greatness of Jesus. You see how this works? So, we want to build each other up this morning. I've got a microphone. And it works. I've got two microphones. And um, we are going to give testimony to Jesus this morning. So, I'm going to ask, once again, for the Holy Spirit just to come and do what he does so well. And we are going to give the testimony of Jesus this morning. And we, I expect... For edification, consolation, and the building up of the bride of Christ for the remainder of the morning. Amen? So, Holy Spirit, we honor you and your ministry. And I ask right now that you begin to burn in hearts for the ones that, God, that Holy Spirit, you want to share this morning. Because I believe there's specific testimony that you have ordained before the beginning of time to release this morning. Just to encourage, to build up, to send out. So that we may be ready, as is the goal, for and to be a gift unto the one we love, and that's Jesus. So come, in Jesus' name, amen. So, who wants to give testimony to Jesus? And I've got one in my pocket if we need to get started, so... Well, if I could just say, uh, I know Jesus 54 years. So that's something that uh, many is aren't even that age. And I know Jesus. And he's a good, good father. And he never lets you down. Come on. And praise the Lord that uh, I've had hard times in my life and with, with many difficulties. 
but God never lets you down. Amen. Amen. Let me ask this. How many of you, and this is going to be bold now, okay? How many of you just need that encouragement? You need, to, you need reminded and you need in a fresh way to know the faithfulness of God. Because it seems like he's not being faithful right now. He's not coming through right now. That's what it seems like. Is anybody in that situation would be willing just to like, go like this? Raise your hand. Okay, a couple right here. Sammy, Sammy, would you mind praying? Okay. Dear Lord, we come into your presence and we give you thanks for being in our lives. Yeah. And uh, uh, thank you that you challenged me at the early age and that I accepted and that you've been a good, good father. Yeah. And I know, Lord, just uh, even in this building today, there are many that just uh, seek more of you, Lord. Seek to reach out and uh, have you more in their life than yes. what they have. Not walking on the perimeter, not sitting on the fence, but wanting to walk more with Jesus. Yeah. And the word is Jesus' space. Let's get into a space with Jesus and mm. all other things will fall into place. Yes. It's where, and everything else will just fall into place. Walk yeah. with Jesus. So everyone here that is seeking you this morning, Lord, to walk closer, yeah. Lord, we pray that you will fill them. Amen. I can bring the mic to you, too, if you don't want to come up front. That's okay. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Blessing in another way. Um, so probably one of the constants in my life that Jesus always brings to in Scripture is um, Matthew 6. So we always go to the tail end, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all these things shall be added onto you. Um, but what Sammy brought this morning about distraction, I see the beautiful scriptures beyond that is people's worry and concerns and being distracted by everything else in the world. And Jesus puts our view in the air and the ground. And the air is, look at the birds of the air, look how they neither reap nor sow and toil, but your heavenly father looks after them. How much more of value mm. are you? And then look at the, the lilies of the field that are here today and gone tomorrow to be burned in the fire. How much more will I look after you? And I feel like that was the, the word sustaining, um, probably falling back on God providing and being faithful. Um, that you are distracted by other people, whether that is comparison to their lifestyle, comparison of worth. And actually that's a callback today to this morning that there's so much more value that God can look after all those other people that you're worrying about or comparing to. And I've fell into that cycle of, oh, look at that person, musician, uh, technical, better than work at me. And I miss the point that I'm loved just as much as they are under the same God. Um, and I just want to release that today, that people, you don't have to worry about other people in that sense of comparing yourself. Because when you compare, you bring yourself down and your value withdraws on who Jesus sees you as. Because when the distractions goes from your view of up and down, it's actually just looking center. And the eyes and distraction just eliminates altogether. Um, did that resonate with anybody today? Um, just kind of nods or like 
because I really want to pray over your identity today, um, just as we've been focusing in that you are children of God. So Heavenly Father, we thank you that your word says in Hebrews that we can come boldly before the throne of grace. Um, God, and I pray that people that have compared themselves to how other people are living, whether that's success, um, finance, um, relationships for those who are single in, in this room, um, Lord, mental health, Lord, I pray, God, that you would lift those distractions and remind that you're looking after those people. But God, I pray that people would not see this as a selfish thing, God, but to spend time on them, Lord, and that relationship with you, God, mm. that they would center their hearts as uh, Proverbs 29, 17 says, as, as water reflects the face, so the heart reflects the true person. Yeah. God, so we just pray for our hearts to come back to you, Lord, to reflect on God, who do you see us? God, what do you want us to do? And actually, those people that we compare ourselves to, how can we support them? And how can we love them more, God? Amen. And God, that you're faithful to them just as you're faithful to us. You're faithful to the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. How much more will you care for your children? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. It's a good word. Thank you. I needed that one. Thanks. Yeah. All right, right. The Lord's done a lot of things in my life in the five months I've been saved. We'll tell you a wee story quickly, how I've changed. About four or five weeks ago, I was down watching my son playing football down Lorne. He plays for Ballymena. And uh, it was actually my son hit somebody up by a tackle, and an argument started between two of the parents. One of the parents stood beside me. Now, I've, through the years, taken my son to football. I've had the police at my door for hitting other parents. Um, so the whole argument started. And then somebody come down to me and says, I was getting a bit hated, and they says to me, are you not going to do nothing about that? I said, it's nothing to do with me. And they says, uh, I know you're in the God squad now, but you're an embarrassment. So I sort of bit my lip anyway, and um, here's me, look, I'll just get off saddle. I just went home early, and I was driving home, and I was saying to myself, Lord, am I getting weak, or what's wrong? And then I got up the next morning, and the first thing I read was this here. He says, for the spirit God gives us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Yeah. And I thought that was just for me. Um, praise the Lord for what he's done for me in my life. No, brought me to this church and all, so everyone's amazing, all right? So just thought I'd share it to you. That's good. Would you mind sharing or praying for anybody that feels like they need that? Would you mind praying for people like that feels like they might need that word? If not, that's okay. Do you want to, okay, cool. Yeah, very good. All right, we're going to pray. Well, I don't need this. Um, anybody off of what he just said, that resonates. Like, I, need, I, need, I, don't, I don't need a spirit of fear anymore in my life. I've got a lot of fear dominating me. There's a couple. Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit gives us not a spirit of fear and timidity, but power, love, and a sound mind. It's yours. So let's pray. Father, thank you for that. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that that's a part of your ministry. And so right now, we just break off fear in Jesus' name. Fear of the future, fear of outcomes, fear of the unknown. And I, God, I thank you for this testimony, this testimony this morning, all of these testimonies so far this morning, and how you're ministering to the body right now and preparing us to be the pure, spotless bride. So for all of those in, in fear right now, we just speak over your life that the Holy Spirit will not leave any room for that in Jesus' name. But he gives you power, love, and a sound mind. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
Hyväs. Steven. As some of you know, I had a stroke back in June last year. I uh, went over in Canada seeing my son. I, uh, and I, uh, it happened early on Monday morning, but the wife got in touch with Sammy here. And uh, we're about five hours' time difference, and I how Sammy organized it, but he had a prayer meeting here in the church that evening. I, uh, on the Monday evening, I, uh, I don't know how you got people <laughs> together at such short notice because of the time difference, but uh, I thank God for uh, the prayers of his people. I, uh, and, uh, I suppose uh, through the pr- prayers that God, God hears and answers, and uh, I can uh, stand here and say that uh, God has certainly touched me in terms of my uh, my health, uh, oh, uh, and uh, I feel basically as good or as, as well today at Bear Place, uh, you know, as I've ever had. Uh, uh, and uh, I give testimony to uh, His uh, healing and uh, His preserving hand upon me, and I uh, praise His name for that. Amen. Would you mind praying for people, Stephen? If you don't, that's okay. Who here just needs, they need recovery in their body. They need healing in their body in any way. In any way. Okay. Um, would, would some folks that are around them mind just placing hands on them, the people that have their hands up? Raise your hands again if you don't mind. And then we're going to lay hands on you, and then Stephen's going to pray for your physical healing. But we're all praying, okay? Go ahead, Stephen. Lord, we buy in your presence today, Lord, and we do thank you that you are the healer, Lord, of body, of soul, of spirit. And Lord, we do lift up those people, Lord, that have raised their hands and just pray, Lord, for your touch upon them, Lord, in yes. whatever way they need. Jesus. Lord, we just pray that you will touch them, Lord, in body, spirit, mind, Lord, whatever. And grant, Lord, unto them, Lord, that healing, that restoration, Lord, that life, Lord, that only you can give. Yes. And Lord, we just do praise your name, Lord, that you are indeed the mighty one, the maker of heaven and earth, Lord. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. So good. So good. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. We're building up. You going? Okay, that's fine. That's all right. Sorry, everyone, I'm a bit nervous, really. I didn't just felt the enemy just say, just sit back down. Um, when I got up there, I just want to say uh, thank you for God really being in my life because for many, many years, um, my, me and my husband, we wanted a child and mm. we lost many children. Um, and um, last year we had Luke and he nearly died when, when we had him. I went full the full amount of labour and um, his breath deteriorated right down and all of a sudden um, the midwives were saying everything's great and next minute my husband's in the room and basically they just said to my husband just press that emergency cord now 
And I just looked at the midwife and I just fear and everything that had happened previously in my life just went through my head and I just says to her, everything I've been through and we've got to lose this baby now. So she says, no, we've got to get him out and everything's got to be right. So I says, well, I've got no hope at the moment, but I says, I'll borrow yours because I wasn't going to church at the time and I wasn't reading my Bible and not really talking to God. So next minute we rushed through to the, to the emergency. Luke were out within a minute and it's a miracle basically and I thank God every day because he's, he's the best thing that's ever happened in my life. You know, he's so healthy and everything like that. And, um, you know, so many things have happened in, in my life, um, which is, it's too, you know, I can't sit here and tell it, I'd be telling, I'd be, take hours just to say what God has done in my life. Um, and obviously I'm a bit nervous just speaking in front of people, but um, so many miracles, you know, that has not been me. Um, God is real and I've helped so many people you know, God's helped me to help other people through my life. I've had so much darkness in my life, but there's always been like a spot of light there or someone that God sent into my life that's brought the lightness. So um, every Sunday when I come to church, I do find that I feel like, push, don't go to church today. You're too tired. You've been up all night. Um, and it is a struggle to get to church sometimes. And there's been so many people, well, there's been about three people in my life that have consistently encouraged me. Um, Gary and Sam and, you know, Lauren and Colette and, you know, so many people that have just, you know, been there to give me a hug, just a smile, just the little things, you know, all these little things that you wouldn't think, someone making me a cup of coffee, you know. There's been so many people that have stepped out and I just want to thank you for that because, you know, sometimes life is a struggle and you just want people to be kind. Um, yeah, so, and it's, none of it's been me, it's been, it's been God, so I thank you for your kindness. Amen, uh, amen. Thank you. That's good. Thank you. What's her name? I'm sorry. Colette. Colette, um, would you mind if we just pray for you? That'd be great. Let's just pray for Colette. Colette, um, we just, yeah, we just speak the love of Jesus over your life and that he's a pursuer of you. He's never stopped pursuing you and he never will. And that he has worked out um, these things because of love. He's worked out um, <laughs> this beautiful baby because of love. Because he's got plans not only for that baby, but a part of that is because he just wants to show you how much he loves you. And so, Lord, we just release that testimony to everyone else here in this room today. God, that you are pursuer. You pursue. You are relentless. And you will not leave your children behind. No matter what we may think, when circumstances rise up and things get hard and it seems like you aren't around, the reality and the truth, according to your word and according to the testimony that's been given today, is that you are a pursuer and you're relentless because of love. So we release the spirit of love 
that comes by the Holy Spirit who cries out within us, Abba, Father, the spirit of adoption, the spirit of sonship, we just release that, that we are loved, valued, accepted, pursued by a loving God and a loving Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We've got time for one more. One more. So about five weeks ago, I lost my job, and um, the funniest thing about the, and it was that at no stage were we even worried at all. We just had this overwhelming sense that God's saying, don't worry, I've got you covered. Um, even in the meeting where they told me they were trying to comfort me, and I was doing more comforting them, saying, you know what, God's got this, don't worry about it. And um, anyway, so the, the ending is of my new job starts tomorrow, but it was just over the entire period it was just this overwhelming sense, um, being me, I always have my you know, doubts about things, so there was a little bit of a gap in um, finances, trying to kind of make it through the month, trying to get all the um, ends to tie together. So I just went, like the Bible says, to a quiet place. I prayed, Lord, can you please give me X amount because that's, that, that's the gap? I didn't tell my wife about it, I didn't tell anyone about it. And then day before yesterday, I get a message through saying on PayPal saying you've just received that amount and it was just just yet another proof just how much God has you covered whether it is in your uh, mental state just how calm you are about events that should actually be quite stressful how it is just on the little practical things in um, in in life and even this job every time they said we'll phone you in so many days They'd phone me a few hours later saying, you're through to the next stage, you're through to the next stage. And it was just such, it was just so much fun just to sit back and watch God work in your life and just get, just get to experience that. So I would say that God is good all of the time and um, he definitely has you covered. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but he does always have you covered. Yeah. Who, who needs, and again, I know these are humbling questions to ask but the Lord meets us in our weakness. It says, the scripture says that his, it's, it's his power that works in our weakness, a weakness of just not having the finances at the time, God shows up. So here's what I'm gonna ask if you're willing. If you just say, man, I just have some kind of financial thing I need breakthrough in, and, and I need, if you would just raise your hand and have this guy pray for you. Very good, a couple over here, awesome. And if you don't wanna raise your hand, but you still need to receive it, just say, yes, it's mine. As you pray, you mind praying? I know you don't. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, pray. Lord Jesus, it's um, the world is yours and everything in it. Yes. Um, you know our hearts. You know our needs. You know our wants, but you still want us to to ask you. Um, please, we pray that you meet our uh, critical necessities, but you also pray that you meet all of our other needs, like. Well, like, like we've said already, it's, and the um, Bible tells us that you look after the birds of the air, the lilies of the field, you definitely have us covered, you will yes. provide for us, you will, you have us covered. It help us to take comfort and refuge in knowing just how much you love us, how much you want to look after us. I pray that you um, help us learn the lessons we need to learn 
in our stewardship of whatever it is that you've given us to look after, but we also, we also pray for your abundance. We also pray for that overflowing. Um, we want the guidance to know what to do, the courage to carry it out, and uh, most of all, be good stewards of what you have entrusted to us. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you for everyone that shared. I know there's more out there, and there might be some of you guys that are just burning even, going, oh, I want to share, I want to share right now. And if that's the case, I encourage you to do so. Um, with your family, with your friends, or grab someone afterwards, grab a, a, cup of, a cup of coffee and a cup of tea. But I believe this is what more and more the Lord is wanting to do. You know, as we read in Jeremiah 31, or as I tried to quote that a little bit, was he said, you know, you, you don't have... Um, you will, no longer will you need a teacher because I will teach you and I will draw you and say, no, know me. You know, it's interesting that in the New Testament, Paul says, he said, you have way too many teachers. He goes, but what you lack is fathers. You lack, you lack spiritual fathers and, and mothers. If it doesn't, fathers is for men and women. It's just a, a, an idea there. But, it, but you lack that in order just to be sent out as like a son and to be equipped like a son. And I really believe on a large scale in the church today, we, we need more of this. We need more of this, where the Holy Spirit begins to teach, where the spirit of prophecy of how good Jesus is and the reality of how he actually works in our each and every day flows out. Because that's what the world is dying to know. They've heard a lot about Jesus. They've heard a lot about Bible. And most of that's been skewed. And most of that's probably inaccurate as far as the world is concerned. What the world needs and what we continually need is according to the word of God, which we start out with this, is this. We need the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. Because later in Revelation, it says the bride, they will overcome by what? The, bl the blood of Jesus and what? The testimony of the saints, right? That's how we'll overcome. That's how we keep going. Why? Because Prophecy is the building up, the edification, the inspiration, the courage, the consolation, the keep going. Jesus is alive. He is king. No matter what your circumstance says, he's king, he's alive, and he's moving. And if you're not experiencing it right now, other people are. So grab onto them and receive their prayers and remember the ways in which God has moved in your past. And keep going. Because the Lord is making us into a pure, spotless bride that walks in the fullness of our identity, fully aware of who he's created us to be, walking tall with shoulders back, confident, not in our own ability, but in his ability to make us pure and spotless, just like the gift that Jesus was to us. So I bless you in the name of Jesus. Uh, I bless you uh, with the love of the Father, as the end of, of Corinthians says, um, the grace of Jesus, the love of the Father, and I bless you with the fellowship of the Holy Spirit as you walk this week.